What's going on guys? This is Michael Barayev with Spitting Fire. And as you guys know, every single Monday we come at you and spit the truth and nothing but the truth. And we spit fire. And today I have a very close friend of mine, Mr. Eric Chris. Say what's up, my man. What's up, my man? But what's going on, man? This is not Facebook. This is not Instagram. This is Spitting Fire. All right. So today's topic, episode number 31. It's going to be about feelings <clears throat> versus doing the right thing. Now, by the way, just a little FYI. If my throat sounds a little bit crazy, I am sick. Now, not sick in the mind. Like, physically, my body is not at the, the best 100% that it is. But I made a commitment to spit fire for you guys. And that's why I am sitting here with Eric Chris at 10 o'clock at night, spitting the truth. So today, we're going to talk about feelings Versus doing the right thing. So, before we get started, I want to give you guys a little quote. And Eric can kind of back me up on this. Winners do things based on commitments. Winners do things based on feelings. Talk to me about that, Mr. Eric. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty much right there, right? I mean, I think for me... Um, when you have a feeling, feelings are, are, are pretty brief, right? They're, they're just kind of fleeting in the moment. And so most of the time, um, we all have feelings all day long. And if you just kind of go off of your emotions, you're going to be all over the place. You're going to, you know, one moment you're going to be happy. You're going to want to do this. The next moment you're going to be upset. You're going to want to do that. We call them yo-yos. We call them emotional yo-yos. Yeah, I mean, you just kind of bounce all over the place based on how you feel at the moment. But... You know, the winners, um, they make a commitment to do something and get it done. And, and no matter what type of feelings they're having, um, they get it done. And I think, you know, that's the main thing, right? You're going to be go through your ups and downs all day long, every week. But you just got to have to make a commitment to get something done. And no matter how you feel. That's well, let me ask you a question. What is feelings, man? Because to me, I, ha- I mean, I have emotions. I have feelings. But I'm like, when I make a decision to do something, I just fucking go right at it. Now, it's crazy because I made a decision to, you know, two months ago, go to L.A., and because I made a decision to go to LA, I have so many positive stories and positive things that happened to me in the past 60 days because of that. Business-wise, relationship-wise, relation, I mean, all kinds of amazing things have happened because I made a decision when I kind of didn't feel like doing it. So let me ask you a question. What are feelings, man? Well, that's a good question, Mr. Bariah. I mean, listen, you uh, got to understand, guys, this guy has a PhD almost, right? You almost PhD? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a PhD? Are you almost, almost, almost PhD. PhD? Said deuces to the doctors. He's <laughs> poor, hungry, determined, and he almost had. He has a masters. You have a masters? Almost. It was all working into the same program. All the same program. He was basically working with the brain, a neuroscientist, right? Some shit like that. Some shit like that. Some shit like that. Basically, he can analyze the brain. All right. So we want to know what the hell is feelings? Well. The way I look at it is this. You either have thoughts or you have feelings. Mm. Um, Thoughts are obviously what you're thinking, um, but that could be attached or detached to a feeling behind it. Um, You know, some people are are primarily, some people's decisions are primarily based on their thoughts and some people's, you know, decisions are primarily based on their feelings. And I think for me, a feeling basically is just, um, it's obviously, it's an emotion um, and it could be, any type of thing. It could be sadness. It could be anger. It could be fucking happiness. It could be confusion. It could be anxiety. It could be anxiety. It could be depression. Depression. It could be oppression. Uh, it could be all kinds of shit. Concern, right? Mm. I mean, I think uh, fear is a Doubt. feeling. Doubt. 
worry. Um, worry. It could be elation. There's a million different things it could be, but um, it's something that your mind works around to try to make decisions. So what I've learned is that we're human beings and we're all going to have feelings. But there's two kinds of people in this world. There's people that actually make decisions and commitments while they have the feelings of not doing something. And we call those wealthy people. We call those athletes. We call those successful people in the industry, right? Because I can guarantee you this. Not every single person that played basketball, not every single person that played in the NFL, not every single person that actually owns a successful business or owned a successful optometry business or a successful pharmacy, whatever, wanted to wake up early go to the gym or go do the work or go the extra miles, but they did it anyway. Now, I promise you the feelings came in and said, oh, go home and stay home and sleep, but they made a decision to overcome that feeling to still do what needed to be done, right or wrong? I think absolutely right. So I mean, why is it that most people, this is what gets me crazy, you know, this, you know what grinds my gears, kind of like family guy? <laughs> why do people make the wrong decisions when their feelings kick in? Why can't they just make a decision and commit 100% to it? Like, for example, I don't want to do this podcast right now. I feel like shit. But because I made a commitment to all of my listeners, to all my viewers, because I made a commitment to you that I want to do this with you, I said, I'm not going to let this motherfucker, I'm not going to let this disease or this virus or this bacteria, whatever the fuck it is, to hold me back. I'm not sick. I'm going to make the sickness sick. They're going to get so sick of me, they're going to jump out of my body. (laughs) So let me ask you a question. Why is it that one brain thinks about, hey, I'm going to commit, and the other brain, you know, worries about the feelings, and they always act on impulse? I just, I'm curious to know, because I think, I think you, we're going to talk about it in a second, but the six ways to, you know, have more control and making the right decisions, but why is it that people don't make the right decisions? Why is it they always let their feelings control them? Is there any idea? Because I'm, I'm lost in the sauce. I want to know. Well, I mean, like you said, I mean, I think we put together a very nice list, you know, uh, five, six different reasons why somebody might be based on their feelings. But I think most people just live in the moment. Uh, most oh. people are just are living, uh, you know, from moment to moment and, they, and they're letting their, you know, they don't really kind of plan ahead for anything. And so when that happens, you know, an emotion comes up like worry or an emotion comes up like tiredness or so they act just, on it and they just act on it and i think that's normal for most people but you know the people that are successful um they plan ahead a little bit and they realize that you know they they preempt themselves in other words saying you know i, I told myself when i joined this business and took it seriously i said there's going to be mornings where i fucking wake up and i don't feel like coming to work or i don't feel like running a meeting or i don't feel like going to the field but i already told myself these feelings are going to happen Um, along with all the positive feelings that come along with it. But I have to just make myself do the right thing even even when I have those feelings. And so I've made that commitment. I was like, you know what? And and I'll be honest, like, you know, the way I look at it is there shouldn't be more times when you, there should be more days than not when you wake up and you feel excited and ready to go. But no matter who you are, you're always going to have moments where you just don't feel like doing something or you're tired or you're just, you're not in the mood and you just have to kind of force yourself because you have those commitments and you're in, and you know, I think for the reasons that we'll lay out in a second, um, it's really just a matter of planning ahead a little and not being so, you know, just every moment to itself. I look at successful people that control their emotions and actually base their decision-making on commitments. I look at them as a big ship running on a bunch of engines and turbines. 
and I look at people that are not successful, people that are always complaining, always whining, always bitching and moaning, I always picture them as a sailboat. You know what a sailboat operates, right? It's all based on the wind. Wherever the flow goes, that's where they go. If the water pushes them to the left, they go to the left. If the water pushes them to the right, they go to the right. Uh, now, a big ship that has a massive engine, a massive turbine pushing it, it goes into the direction that it wants to go and it doesn't matter about the environment. A lot of times what I've seen is that people let their environment dictate what they're going to do. A lot of times they let their friends and family dictate what they're going to do, what decisions they're going to make, what direction they're going to go into. And I learned that you have to have a certain amount of energy and that energy comes from, which we're going to talk about in a second, from a passion, a dream, a purpose, and that propels you to not be distracted. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Sorry. It distracts you from what? A lot of these people make decisions based on these distractions and environments and they hold them back. So when you're committed and you're focused and you have all these different things that we're going to talk about in a second, it kind of keeps you in that, in that path going forward, just pushing, not giving up. Do what's necessary to win. Yeah, I agree 100%. You know, and it's funny because I'm, I'm looking at Mike over here and this guy's like <laughs> literally dying. You know, when I'm speaking, he's trying to hold back the coughs. He's got a fucking... I got a fever TV right now. Water, you know, I probably got a fever right now. I'm burning up. But, you know, he, you know he, he's someone that, you know, I, I truly feel like when he makes the commitment, he, he follows up with it. So I appreciate you doing this podcast now. You know, I definitely, know, man. I know definitely. You want to get some sleep. So, oh, trust um, me. After this podcast, I'm flying to my house, going to bed and taking care of it. I, I guarantee you, some people are going to say, Michael, you should have rested and take your body it was bullshit but I already took care of my body my mind is my body my mind controls my body if I don't do what I said I'm gonna do I will feel more horrible by staying in bed and not doing this podcast I get more of a of a feeling good when my mind is in control if I made a commitment and I did it myself it goes flying through the roof I guarantee you tonight I'm gonna feel amazing tomorrow morning I'll be better why? Because I made a commitment and I did it. Because I did that, my endorphins go up, my dopamine goes up, my self-image goes up, my self-worth goes up. I feel better about myself because I didn't really want to do it. It was hard, but I did it anyway. And because I did that, I feel a fucking like a million bucks. And that's what I think when people ask me, where do you get all this energy from? This is where it comes from. Me doing shit I don't want to do. I'm going to I'm gonna make a new podcast about doing shit that you don't want to do. Do a shit. I make a list of all the shit that I don't want to do. I give a whole list. It'd be like 30 minutes of all the shit I don't want to do. But because I do it, I feel like a million bucks. And because I feel like a million bucks, I have all this massive amounts of energy, massive amounts of energy, and my life is like boom, 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 boom. So let's talk about the six ways to have more control in making the right decisions instead of being controlled by the feelings, instead of being controlled by the wishy-washy water, by the wishy-washy cousin of yours that keeps making fun of you every time you walk out of the house. So let's talk about the first one. Number one is what? Gotta have a strong why, brother. Oh, you gotta have a dream, man. You gotta have passion. You gotta have, you have to have something that is propelling you to move forward. Like I talk about the ship with the engine. Without the ship and the engine, you ain't moving nowhere. You don't wanna be a sailboat, you wanna be a ship that is moving in the direction of growing, of pursuing that vision, that passion, that aspiration, whatever it may be. It may be you wanna be the best tulip planner in New York City. I mean, the way, I, the way I always look at it is if your why is big enough, you'll pretty much do anything. 100%. And, um, you know, when people kind of tell me they're sick, just to use that as an example, since you're sick and, you know, um, when I'm people not tell sick, me man. they're sick and I say, if, you know, come if, on, I, if I, uh, you know, if I had a million dollars right now, would you come into work? People are like, oh, I'd be there in a heartbeat. And I'm like, well, what's the difference? Just, literally just their why change. That's it. You know? Exactly. 
That's right, crazy. Yeah, you're, you're, you know, you, all of a sudden you're not sick, you know, for a million dollars. So, so yeah, having so. a strong why is very important. Oh yeah, if something, it's, it's, it's what drives you to your, you know, to push you to make, to make those decisions, the, the hard decisions that you don't want to do. Correct. Um, and it's what keeps you focused and what keeps you on track. You know, when I wake up, if I don't feel like coming to work, and I, I think about why I'm doing it. It'll, it'll get me out of bed any, you know, 100%. Days a week. And sometimes you're, you know, sometimes you have a strong why and you still kind of don't want to do it, but you got to go to the second thing, which we're going to talk about, which is disciplining yourself. I see so many people out there that are not disciplined. They don't have control over themselves. They don't have control over their bodies. They have no control of the decisions that they make. They have no control of their thoughts, yet alone their decisions. Because I guarantee you, if you think about your life, how many decisions have you made that you kind of regret? Probably a lot. Me also. We probably have a bunch of decisions. We say, you know, I could have changed. I could have done something different, right? Why didn't we, at that moment, make the right choice? Because we got lazy. Because we took the easy way out. We didn't have discipline to do what was necessary. So when you have discipline instilled in you, which is what my father taught me, he taught me massive amounts of discipline. I'm so thankful to my dad because he disciplined the shit out of me. Because he said I'm going to bed at 9 o'clock. I wasn't in bed at 8.59. Literally. And and, and I think most people lack that because... Their parents have not done a good job on disciplining their kids, and they grow up to be adults, and they don't want to, and they don't, you know, they don't want to be disciplined, and it's sad. They want to do it their way, and what happens is you're going to end up getting disciplined by somebody anyway, because you're going to have to go to a work or go to a job, and you're going to have to be there at nine o'clock in the morning till five every day. So you're going to get disciplined. You might as well do it your way than being disciplined by some random schmooch telling you what time to be at work. Yeah, and I think it, I think it gets easier, right? It's like it's like anything, like any habit. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. So. Um, it's, if it's a matter of showing up at work on time or not eating unhealthy foods, <coughs> um, you know, I think for the first week, two weeks, three, four weeks of trying to eat healthy, it's, it's tough. You know, you're just like, Absolutely. Oh, I want, you know, that feeling of needing sugar and trust me, you know, I'm one of those people who needs sugar. I've been trying to discipline myself just over the last couple of days and just force myself to not eat sugar. Exactly. Um, and that takes discipline, but the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Uh, absolutely. And you know what's kind of helped me out, which is the third thing? Creating an opposite mindset. Like, for example, the second I feel like not doing something, I tell this to my brothers all the time, the second I feel like not going to the gym is the exact second I say I'm going to the gym. It's called the opposite mindset. Help me out so much. So, for example, if you wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning or 7 o'clock in the morning or 9 or whatever time you wake up or 6 and you open up your left eyeball and you start looking at the clock, you're looking for it, right? You find it, <laughs> right? And you see that you have to wake and you told yourself last night you're waking up at 6, if you go back to sleep, because that's what you want to do. If you're thinking about going back to sleep, that's exactly why you should get up. Do the exact opposite of what your feelings are telling you what to do. That is pretty much, I've learned this in this way. If your mind is telling you, your feelings are telling you, don't go to work, go to work. If your feelings are telling you not to go to the gym, then you do the exact opposite. And because you just create that opposite mindset, which is what I've done for a very long time, I have not missed the gym for 10 years. Now, I'm assuming that's with sort of negative items. I mean, if you're... If what do you mean? If your motivation is to go to work... Well, well uh, yeah, negative things. things that, well, yeah. I'm talking about things that you're supposed to do. For example, yeah. like you know what... Listen, everybody knows what they're supposed to do. Everybody knows they're supposed to go to church on Sundays and every Jewish guy knows he needs to go to synagogue on Friday nights. Everybody knows that. But why don't they do it? Because they don't want to. Maybe some kind of barrier in their life. Maybe some kind of decision that's holding them back. Maybe it's a, 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 a dysfunction. I don't know. It could be many things. But the second I feel like not doing something is the second I do. So if I don't feel like going to the gym, I go to the gym. 
that same night. And I promise you, by you having that opposite of mindset, you will feel like a million bucks. I that think you kind of train your mind. I mean, if you think about like conditioning your brain. Oh, you condition your brain. Every time you, every time you have a negative thought or every time you feel like not doing something, you've conditioned your brain oh, to con- automatically I- want to do it. 100%. And then and you, just, and get, you get into this habit and it gets automatic. Like for example, oh, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to go to the gym. Boop, you go to the gym. Oh man, I don't want to go to the field today. Boop, you just go to the field. Oh, I just want to stay home today and just kind of chill. Oh, whoop, you go to work. Like, it just flip your mindset. The second your feelings kick in, that's kind of what helped me out. The fourth thing is to eliminate distractions. Now, I'm telling you right now, bro, with Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, TwitFace, all this bullshit, <laughs> okay? You got all these different things. You got cell phones, you got beepers, you got iPads, from iPads, tablets, you got phablets, you got TV, you got everything. Joey's. You got Joey's and Schmoey's, you got all kinds of distractions. Your mama is a distraction. Your cousin is a distraction. Your girlfriend is a distraction. Your ex-girlfriend is a distraction. Your ex-boyfriend is a distraction. Your husband is a distraction. Your ex-husband and your future husband, they're all distractions. Everybody's a distraction because you allow them to dictate your life. You allow them to be the water in the ocean and you're a sailboat. Instead of saying, you know what? I want what I want. I want to be successful. I want to lose weight. I want to gain weight or whatever it may be. And you make that commitment and you don't let nobody steer you away from that. Because distractions are going to be there. But I'll give you an example. A ship that's going 40, 50, 60, 70 knots, right? Is it worried about the little seagull that's underwater? Is it worried about the little, I don't know, seaweed that's kind of like growing in the middle of the ocean? Is it worried about the shark or the whale? No. It's just going straight forward. But if you're a sailboat and you see a freaking little alligator, you're going to think about it twice. If you see a dolphin or you see a whale, you're scared shitless because you're worried about what? The environment. You're worried about the distractions. But if you create a massive amounts of energy, you have a turbine, a machine, you ain't worried about that bullshit. And that's what I think most people don't do to themselves. They put themselves in a position to lose. They put themselves in a position to lose and that is why they don't win. So it's very important to eliminate all the distractions, right? The next one is what? Surrounding yourself with people who strive for more. That has changed everything for me. I came out of this weekend, this this past weekend, I went to LA. It was an amazing, amazing weekend. Eric, I told you a little bit about it. It was phenomenal. Like, it changed my whole perspective. Should have seen too. I was, I was so happy for this guy standing next to uh, Grant Cardone. Oh, man, it was amazing. Was I, I, listen, I had, a 20 minute conver- I had a 20 minute conversation with Patrick McDavid, who changed everything for me when it came to my, my business and how I need to operate my business and st- just little tips and stuff. You know, meeting Ty Lopez, Dr., you know, Dr., uh, I think it was Dr. the mayor uh, for the mentor box, right? Uh, meeting, uh, you know, just meeting all kinds of different people, meeting a guy that actually had about 500 almost 500 agents in his company, you know, getting information from him and just adding value to him. He's adding value to me, just building a relationship, strong one. Uh, Just meeting all kinds of different, you know, different people, networking. I was probably the brokest guy talking to everybody. Like everybody that I kind of networked made more money than me. One was making 10 million, one was making 17 million, another was making 40 million, another was making about 100 million. And I'm sitting there learning and talking to these guys. And these guys are impacting me. What do you think happened to me that weekend? Yeah, yeah, bro. I not only grew, it just changed everything for me because I wasn't hanging around a bunch of schmucks on the corner of my house or the corner of my old neighborhood or fucking in the park, wasting time with hasball people, wasting my time with Joey's and Schmoey's, as you know, <laughs> right? 
So most people want to hang out with their so-called friends. I don't look for friends. My friends are my future friends. The best friends that I'm going to have in my life, I haven't even met yet. Because they're going, to be build, they're going to be building empires with me. And I want mentors. And I want relationships that are valuable. Where I can add value to them. They can add value to me. And if they're not making, you know, it's not about money. But look at all, money is just a, because some people are going to get all oh, money, 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 money. Listen, money is just a tool. And it's just a game when you get rich. It's just a, it's just a, a scoreboard. That's all it really is. Like, you got to win somehow. I mean, what do you want me to collect? Fucking stickies? Fine. I'll be the richest sticky man, right? No, it's about money. Why? Because you want to impact the world because money can do a lot of things, right? As you have more money, you can start doing more choices. So it's just very important to kind of change your environment and surrounding yourself with people that strive for more. What's going to end up happening, you're going to start making the right decisions because they're going to increase your capacity to think bigger. And because you think bigger, it'll increase your why. It'll discipline you a little bit. It'll create an opposite mindset. It'll eliminate the distractions. And last thing what it'll do for you Okay, it'll, it'll always help you consider the opportunity cost, the ROI. What will I get from doing this? Looking at an equation, like I look at things like this. If I do this, I will get this. What is my input and what is my output? That's how my brain works. If I do this, what will I get out of it? If the result is not positive, I walk away. For example, if I wake up in the morning and I want to go to the gym, what is the input? Getting my ass out of bed, dressing up, and then go to the gym. What is the output? I feel better. My endorphins go up. I feel like a million bucks. I got it out of the way. My body's pumped and I'm excited about life. Guess what I'm doing that morning? I'm getting my ass out of bed because I started to calculate quickly the ROI. Is it worth it? For example, let's go. Somebody says, let's go to the club. I think of it this way. I get into my car. I get dressed up. I go have a little bit of fun, drink, 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 smoke, do all this bullshit. I come back home with a hangover. I wake up in the morning like shit. I lost $1,000. What is my ROI? It's negative. So guess what? I ain't going to the club. And that's how I make my decisions. Very, very simple. Now let me ask you, Eric. Based on these six things, do you think people's lives will change if they follow these six six little, I don't want to say steps, but six kind of like key points. Will it help them out? Do you think it's going to change a life? Do you think it's going to help them make decisions better? Absolutely, bro. Uh, I, I think all of them add something. And if I could just kind of touch on, on the last few my, myself for a second, I think, you know, in terms of surrounding yourself with positive people, there's a few ways to look at it. For me, you know, not everybody that you talk to or interact with or, or network with or become friends with or even people part of your family is going to be some amazing, successful person. But I think what you really have to start looking at is who can you eliminate that's, you know, really bad for your, you know, for your environment or really bad for your thought processes. And, you know, if you can start at least by eliminating those people who are real negative influences and just saying the wrong things and doing the wrong things, I think you're going to really steer yourself in the right direction. And then, you know, the, the bonus is, you know, if you can get in front of a, a Grant Cardone or somebody, you know, who's, who's really successful and amazing and has, you know, amazing advice, that's awesome, you know, and, and, and the more you can surround yourself with those type of people, the better. But in a general sense, you just want to try to avoid spending too much time with people who are, you know, really going to bring you down in, in, in different ways. And I think for the opportunity cost, the way I look at that is like, if I don't do something, what's mm. the cost of that? Mm. You know, um, if I don't get up in the morning, what is the cost of that? So it's it's easy, like, it's easy for me to kind of just say one day, oh, I can't come into work. But... What do you lose? If I don't, if I don't come in, what am I missing? Like you know, I, I, I give you an example. I was, I was gonna hang out with one of my guys. Um, 
a week ago or something and um, you know, I just kind of thought about, oh, I'm gonna, I, I kind of felt like going upstate, whatever. I ended up going upstate, basically. I didn't hang out with them. And I kind of was thinking, well, what, what, what's the worst thing that can happen if I don't hang out with them? Well, I don't know. You know, I, it's hard to know exactly what the opportunity cost is, but, um, you know, they ended up getting sick that weekend and then missed like a week of work because of it. Now, that wasn't because I didn't spend any time with them, but who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe if I spent time with them, we would have went out to a nice dinner. We could have watched a movie. They might not have drank that night and got sick. I don't know. I have no idea. But I, I kind of, you always have to kind of assess what is the cost of not doing something um, or what is the cost of making a bad decision. And if, if, if the cost is really fucking high, then you better make the right decision. Yeah. Um, and if the cost is really, really, really small, then, you know, sometimes you got to, you got to, you got to figure out what the right decision is. But um, whatever the, if the cost is going to be really bad, then you have to really always consider that and just and, and make I love it. I love it. Well, as you guys know, listen, we're done with the podcast. We kind of went a little bit overboard, but hopefully this guy, this added a lot of value to you. And listen, if you know anybody that may be impacted by this information, do me a favor. Don't be selfish. Share it with a friend. I promise you that if they listen to this podcast and listen to one episode, it'll change your life. And I want you to help your friends and family to change your life. So just share it with one person. That's all we ask. Share with an individual. If you want to follow me in my daily life, follow my Instagram at Michael underscore Barayev. That's B-A-R-A-Y-E-V. If you want to follow Eric Chris, he's not too big on Instagram. He's there, and you know, he plays with it, right? You play with it sometimes? I play with it. He plays with it, yeah. <laughs> but he's mainly on Facebook, and you can find him Eric Christ, K-R-I-S-T-T. But hopefully you guys can change your life, make the right decisions, follow your commitments, and forget about your feelings, because your feelings will not lead you to the right direction. And hopefully one day you will be sitting here with me running a successful podcast because we want to hear your story. We want to hear what decisions you have made. We want to hear what kind of commitments you have made. All right, guys? So have a good one. Enjoy your night. And once again, we love you all. Thank you for joining us at Spinning Fire.